Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Welcome, everyone, to Senior Care Live, where it's all about information, education, and resources for those of us caring for an elderly loved one. I'm Steve Keeker, your host and president of Senior Care Consulting. And again, I just want to thank you for joining me here today. And I've mentioned it before. Let me mention it again, because this just sounds really good, okay? <laughs> so indulge me. If you've heard this before, uh, maybe you'll just love it again. But last six months, we have increased listenership to this incredible program, Senior Care Live, by 75% over the previous high of two years. So two years, we had a number in six months, we eclipsed that by 75%. That is unbelievable growth. That tells me that we're getting traction. That tells me that there are a lot of good people out in the audience in Kansas City and beyond, well beyond actually, uh, who are really appreciating the program. I get calls all the time saying, keep up the good work. You're really helping my family and you don't even know it. I'll share some specific stories about that later. But uh, but the, the bottom line is, thank you. Thank you again. Again, so much for continuing to support the program and let others know about the program. It's growing and it's it's really working. And thank you very much. If you have a question about the program or how we can help you and your family, here's the toll free number. Write it down and call anytime one eight hundred three three one six four four five. That's one eight hundred three three one. 6445. You can always go to learn more about the program online at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. And if you visit online, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, sign up for the uh, free e-newsletter and check out all of the upcoming free educational events. We do have one coming up. We'll talk about that in the next segment. If you want to learn more about my firm, uh, and so some people say, now, now what is that again? That Senior Care, uh, Consulting, yeah, that's right. It's called Senior Care Consulting. And again, online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. My firm offers a highly specialized, it's a unique, deeply personal service where we help you and your family find the right senior care facility for your elderly loved ones. And it could be at any level. From a, a low-cost senior apartment to independent living to an assisted living apartment to a nursing home or Alzheimer's dementia care. Uh, so we, we work with the entire spectrum. We save you a ridiculous amount of time. Our clients get through this whole process in about five hours. Look, we just roll out the red carpet. We inform you. We educate you. We're with you every step of the way. And it is a fantastic Service. So uh, if you're interested in that, we offer a free consultation. And again, feel free to call 
anytime. You can call the 800 number and get me there as well. So let's jump into the program today. And before we get too far, uh, I just, I, I wanted to talk about the program last week. I had a lot of emails and just really nice positive feedback from last week's program. And it's the one that I titled The Politics of Senior Care. And remember, we talked about how legislative issues affect, uh, caring for our seniors. It wasn't a vote for me or a, uh, you know, or whatever. Um, or, or, you know, we didn't, we didn't trash any political party or individual. Uh, and so at this time, I just want to do a quick recap of that program and just tie up a couple of loose ends. So my guest was, uh, Mr. Brian Brown. He's a legislative and senior care expert. We spent most of the program on the federal initiative regarding the Medicare bundled payment program. And this is where the government pays a set amount of money for patient care, and this would involve a hospital stay and physicians involved, uh, and then the skilled nursing and rehab uh, therapy services. Now, other providers may be included uh, in this program as well, but these are the three that we focused on as far as the explanation of how the program works. And it's uh, it's basically a pilot program at this point. It's voluntary, meaning that the providers can examine the reimbursement model and participate if they want to. So they have to look at the numbers and the reimbursement and figure out whether they can make money on this or not. Uh, they may need to make some changes in their processes uh, to be able to then uh, fundamentally or economically participate in that program. So uh, it, the program seeks to maximize the quality of care as well as patient satisfaction. And so I'm really intrigued regarding the patient satisfaction part of this uh, uh, this equation and the, of the reimbursement model because this is, an, frankly, it's a new aspect of the patient experience that will now be evaluated. It's not been evaluated in the past. Uh, so uh, this is really, really interesting. So depending on the patient feedback, the providers will be reimbursed or penalized. So they're now going to have to ensure a positive patient experience and satisfaction to maximize the reimbursement. I think that's a really, really good thing. Now, the new model will also force various providers to work together in concert toward the ultimate goal of quality of care and effective or successful patient outcomes. And this is a very good thing as well, because right now, frankly, each provider, we all, they all take care of their own piece and they're not concerned about the other steps along the continuum of care. And well, they're concerned, but they don't get paid for it, right? So they're, you kind of have that silo effect and, uh, now, they're all in this together, and they'll all reimburse, be reimbursed as a whole, as a unit, as a continuum, not just for their piece of that uh, of that continuum of care. So, uh, the the one part that always makes me a little bit nervous, frankly, is that the providers can provide uh, quality of care below the reimbursement rate. If they can do that, and their cost is below what they're going to be reimbursed, then they're going to make a few extra bucks. If their costs are higher than the reimbursement rate, then they're going to lose a few dollars. So what does that open the possibility of? This opens the opportunity for cutting corners to make a little extra money. It's just, it, look, it, it's just, it's wide open for that. I'm hoping that there are controls to ensure that this doesn't happen. But if that did happen, the patient loses. So that part makes me very nervous, frankly. And uh, so this is a pilot program. And as this program continues, 
this is another good part of it, best practices will be identified, and eventually this model will be implemented throughout the entire Medicare system and healthcare delivery system throughout the country. So, you know, right now the jury is still out, and I and I do like some parts of the model. I'm very concerned about some of the other parts uh, of the model. So time will tell if this is good for the consumer or not. So stay tuned. And, uh, and you know, at the end of the program, we had a call to action where we encourage you to contact your local, state, and federal representatives with your concerns. And uh, the information on the program may affect how you vote in upcoming elections. That's totally up to you. Uh, I listed the websites that Brian shared with us on Senior Care Live, so feel free to check that out and, uh, and, and do with that what you will. So I enjoyed the program so much. I had so much positive feedback that I'm thinking about making it a regular part of Senior Care Live, the politics of senior care. And uh, we didn't have time to get into the state-level uh, initiatives that I wanted to, so next time maybe we can do that. And again, if you have questions about any of that, you could always call Senior Care Live at the toll-free number 1-800-331-6445. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. All right. Listen up, because I've been seeing this a lot here lately. If your loved one is living in an assisted living facility and they're running out of money, do not wait until they've spent all of their money before you begin searching for a Medicaid-certified facility. Don't do it. Don't put it off. You have to deal with this. Now, I work with lots of families, and they and, and you know, this happens, okay? And so, you know, stuff happens, right? And I can help them out, and, and we, but we have fewer options to evaluate, and we want more options to evaluate. That's always a better scenario. But I always recommend this. Look for a Medicaid-certified nursing home when you have about six months of private pay capability left. Okay, and here's why. When you move to a nursing home, most of them require that you have to pay privately while the Medicaid application is being processed. And this could take two to three months, and it may even take longer. So if you can't pay the monthly cost privately, then the nursing home is gambling that your Medicaid application will be approved in the next two to three months. And if it's not approved, they do not get paid. They don't have anyone they can bill, and they lose 100% of the revenue for the care that they've just provided. So there's actually a nursing home in the Kansas City area that lost. They had to write off $750,000 in nine months because of this very issue of Medicaid uh, applications being declined or denied. That's a that's a rate of a million dollars a year, and that's going to bankrupt even the largest uh, of these care providers. So a, a Medicaid pending means that you're just you're you're waiting for Medicaid to approve it, but it's not been approved yet. And a lot of nursing homes have a six to twelve month private pay requirement before they'll accept Medicaid. Uh, so and some will still work in a pending status, but they have to review and approve your application before admission. So the bottom line is, do not wait until the money is gone to begin looking for a Medicaid option. If this is a concern, you can call me anytime to discuss. I work with many families in this situation. I I am able to help them find quality of care, but it's just a lot more difficult. And I guarantee you, these folks would not have been able to navigate this difficult placement issue on their own. So do not wait until the money is gone. Act now. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert brought to you by Senior Care Live. 
All right, the Senior Care Live question of the week. Resident medication distribution is offered as a standard service provided by all of the following levels of care except an independent living community, an assisted living community, an intermediate care facility, or a skilled nursing facility. The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Again, that's 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget... If you don't have a radio or you're away from your radio, you want to listen to the program, you can stream this program live to any electronic device simply by going to SeniorCareLive.com. Just click on the Listen Live button. It's in the upper kind of left-hand side there. You can't miss it. When you click that, it will stream to any of your electronic devices. It is literally that simple. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Resident medication distribution is often a standard service that is provided by all of the following levels of care. Let me rephrase that. I'm not going to say often. It is offered as a standard service provided by all of the following levels of care, except A, an independent living community, B, an assisted living community, C, an intermediate care facility, or D, a skilled nursing facility? And the answer is A, an independent living community. You see, an independent living community does not offer medication distribution as a part of their standard services, and all of the other levels of care do. So you can pay a home care provider to assist you with the Medicaid, uh, excuse me, with the medication distribution for an additional fee for service, but it is not offered by the independent living community as a standard service. And this is really simple. Independent living communities are not licensed to provide any care whatsoever. And that would include medication distribution. How about that? All right. Now I'm going to move on uh, to the, this next segment with my special guest, Judy Wechter. She's a registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice. And uh, Judy, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thanks, Steve. It's good to be here. All right. And good to see you again. And yeah. uh, uh, I guess we've already said happy. Can you believe it's already February? February. That's ridiculous. I know. Oh, my gosh. So I think we just got done with the Fourth of July and Halloween or something. I, I it's just like it, it's just stunning. So any, they, my grandma always said, the older you get, the faster time goes, and she was absolutely telling the truth, no doubt about it. Well, it's scary. You get, you go into the stores now, and I mean they're light years ahead of of where I think I'm at. Yeah. 
And it was freezing cold the other day, and they have like flip flops and you know sun towel, you know sun mm-hmm. beach towels and and uh, swimming suits and everything. And I'm just like, come on, guys! It's it's no, it's just not right. It's just not right. So anyway, all right. Well, let's talk about our free educational event coming right up. And it's coming right up. It's Wednesday, February the 17th. It's from 9 to noon. This one's going to be at the Matt Ross Community Center at 8101 Marty, M-A-R-T-Y. That's in Overland Park. Just think 81st and Metcalf, just on the west side of Metcalf there. You can't miss it. Fantastic parking. And this one is very, very, very interesting. It's going to be called, or not going to be called, it is called, What If... dot, dot, dot. Death makes life possible. And, and so you're like, well, what the heck is that? Yeah. Well, well, we're going to be reviewing uh, a fantastic uh, book and, and we're going to watch the documentary that's called Death Makes Life Possible. Uh, and it's, uh, it follows a cultural anthropologist and scientist, Marilyn Schlitz, Dr. Marilyn Schlitz, as she explores the mysteries of life and death from a variety of perspectives in world traditions. So, uh, so obviously we had this event. It was down at Union Station. Yes. It was right after the, uh, well, no, it was when the Royals were in October, uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, and the all, the whole Union Station. I, I even posted uh, pictures on Facebook. I took all the blue pictures. It was all lit up. And it was that was awesome. But uh, this documentary is just fantastic. I bought a copy for myself, and what it is, it, it just. I guess if I could just boil it down to to its essence, if you can embrace that, look. Death is going to happen for everyone mm-hmm. at, at some point. So if you can just kind of get past that and just kind of understand that, then that is liberating and, and it will free you up to live your life more fully every single day. Isn't that the essence of it? I would say it is. I think that sums it up pretty well, actually. I, I'm i not a, even though end of life care is my favorite area of health care, I'm not in any hurry to get to the end of my life. Absolutely. And I often quote Woody Allen. He, talks about not being afraid of death. He just doesn't want to be there when it happens to him. <laughs> and I think that's how most of us yeah. feel. Yeah. It's a pretty accurate way to to look at it. That's right. So uh, the film uh, looks at how popular cultures uh, deal, um, excuse me, how popular culture, pop culture, deals with the ever-present fear many have about our own mortality. And and I'll tell you what, there, were, there was one particular part of this documentary that that was in alignment with my faith beliefs and it li- it took my breath away i gasped mm-hmm. and, and it, it was just, it's it was stunning to me it, it literally took my breath away and you know, i thought it was also very interesting that some other uh, uh you know faiths and mm-hmm. some other belief systems and cultures and um in their perspectives and they they look at things differently but it was it, it was all it all came it all centered on just living your life fully knowing that this is this is coming at some point and and just embrace that and if you can do that it's it's very freeing so i, I just i i thought it was really a fascinating uh, documentary it is it's a very powerful way of looking at being present being mindful living to the fully where you are in the moment and experience it regardless of what your your religious or your ethic or cultural background is the the life that you're living today we all seem to be in agreement is a, is a temporary gift it is it is and every day is a gift and uh 
and you know and and i i've been through this with with my dad and uh and we tried to make every day as normal as we could and that was very comforting to us and uh, and i i just spoke with a friend a couple of days ago he beat prostate cancer and he's he's a great guy his his psa numbers are are increasing they can't figure out what's going on he has a couple of spots on a couple of bones but they're not really going anywhere so he said hey this is out of my hands this is in god's hands my medical uh, care practitioner's hands and i am living every day to the max and i'm mm-hmm. loving every second of it and i said i said i almost said his name i said my friend you just you just described what we're going to be talking about in this free upcoming educational event that is it it is very much so so, all right, so it's going to be, again, Wednesday, February the 17th from 9 a.m. to noon. Come at 8.30 for a free continental breakfast. That will be sponsored by our friends uh, uh, Ryan and Tanya Gamble with the Gamble team. They're going to be uh, providing us a delicious uh, continental breakfast with all the goods, uh, coffee, juice, etc. And, uh, uh, and then we're going to start promptly at 9 o'clock. We will end it at noon. And uh, it is, uh, so what does it cost, Steve? Well, it's 100% free of charge. It's a free educational event for our friends in healthcare, nursing, social services, and other medical professionals. You will earn three continuing education credits absolutely free of charge. And in fact, mm-hmm. uh, nurses and social workers, they walk out with their with their piece of paper on the spot. Is that yes. right? Yes. All right. And then it's also very appropriate for the layperson, the family and friend caregivers. As you know by now, we've designed these to be perfectly appropriate for both audiences. And this is becoming very, very successful. And so, again, February the 17th, which is a Wednesday, 9 to noon. In the next segment, we're going to go through a few more details on this about how to register. You can do it online or by phone call. And we're going to elaborate a little bit. And then we're going to have a great conversation, Judy Wechter and I, today on Senior Care Live. So right after the break, we'll continue this conversation. See you right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call now. It's a toll-free number, 1-800-331-6445. There's always uh, someone uh, standing by to take your call, so you can call at any time. That's one 800 331 Six four four five, and if you know of someone and you're thinking, "Wow, I wish they would have heard this," no worries at all. After the fact, you can go to seniorcarelive.com, click on the podcast tab, and you can listen to any of the previously aired episodes. Uh, and they're listed by date and by title. There's a little brief description, and it's a it's a great feature. We have lots of people listening to the podcast, so so keep it up and feel free to uh, uh, refer a friend to the podcast uh, if you would like. All right, back to my guest. Judy Wechter, she's a registered nurse. She's an awesome person. <laughs> registered Thank first you. and foremost, right? <laughs> registered you. nurse and a community educator with Crossroads Hospice. And we have been. Uh, how many of is this? Our 
about our sixth one or maybe seventh free educational. I think it's our sixth one. I think it's six, yes. Yeah, because yes. we had November and then four last year, and then this is the first one of 2016. So, yes. Uh, so, yeah, so this is the sixth one. We've got this down. And as far as attendance, uh, this is really catching on. We already have, we've been doing some promotion and, and we have people who attend just about every one of these who are on a uh, kind of a let me know list. Mm-hmm. But we already have about 70 people signed up for this event and the space is limited and I'm not even kidding about that. Okay. So if you want to get into this event, let me tell you how to register. You can go old school and you can call our friends at Crossroads Hospice and they will register you over the phone. And here's the phone number 816-333-9200. Again, call Crossroads Hospice to register by phone, 816-333-9200. If you would rather register online and not have to talk to anyone, you can just register. It takes literally about 30 seconds. Go to SeniorCareLive.com, and there's a box right on the homepage. It says Free Educational Events, uh, and then... Right at the bottom of that, it says register here. It's just that simple. You click the thing, and boom, you're into the registration. It does not cost a penny. Sign up if you're a layperson or if you're a professional wanting the continuing education credits. Again, you'll get three continuing education credits. The layperson will get a certificate of completion uh, or of attendance, and it's going to be fantastic. Who's our uh, guest speaker for this event? The facilitator on this is Sandy Silva. She worked with us on the um, big event down at Union Station in October. She is the president of Transformational Resources. Many of you know of her through her work with ethics at the Center for Practical Bioethics. And Sandy is is much closer and involved in in, um, this network than what I am. I'm much more on the edge of it. But she is going to do the facilitated discussion that goes along with the death makes lying makes lying death makes living possible um, documentary and book all right and sandy's awesome she's a great speaker she's a fantastic resource i'm really really looking forward to this so again one more time register by phone at 816-333-9200 or online at SeniorCareLive.com. Go to the free educational events, register here. You can register online. It literally takes about 30 seconds. Again, it's on Wednesday, February the 17th from 9 to noon. Show up at 830 to sign in and enjoy a free continental breakfast sponsored by the Gamble team, our friends Ryan and Tanya Gamble, a senior real estate specialist. It's at the Matt Ross Center in Overland Park. 8101 Marty Street, and that's in Overland Park. Just think 81st and Metcalf, just to the west. And have, have we, is that all the details we need to share? I think it is. All right. And seriously, this room is going to fill up. There are some seats left, but not that many. So if, if you want to come, I would strongly suggest that you register immediately because we're going to run out of space for this one. It's it's filling up very quickly. And, and we did have a good supportive turnout in October down at Union Station by both the um, layperson as well as the, the healthcare professional. And I know the title, Death Makes Life Possible, anything with the word death in it tends to make people a little, un- little bit uncomfortable and something they tend to shy back from. But, you know, I, I hope this helps people normalize words like death. We all are eventually going to have to face these issues in our own limited lifespan. And if we can normalize things for 
ourselves and for others, it will make what's actually a very normal life passage, a, a time in a family, a much easier process to go through. We are so quick to call 911. You know, we call U-Haul and, and they take us in and, and we get tuned up and fixed up in the healthcare system. But the reality is, as we age, as we decline in health, as we have injuries and chronic conditions that develop, we are going to eventually reach a point where we can't be fixed. And, and we have to normalize that for people so that there isn't that shock when they find out, what do you mean there's nothing left to be done? Because that, that day is going to come for all of us. And we hear a lot about that right now. There's a lot of emphasis placed on, on aging and facing our own mortality. January 1st, uh, Medicare, Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, uh, did approve the reimbursement for qualified health care professionals to do advanced care planning conversations. So now you can actually schedule an appointment with your physician to have a discussion about what your advanced care planning requests and options are and work out a plan with your physician. And I know most people think that that was already going on. Some physicians it was, some physicians it wasn't. But that is something now that they can schedule a longer appointment to allow those important conversations to be given the the respect and the privacy and the the focus that they deserve. Well, and, you know, just to be blunt, sometimes that conversation and that level of depth and the time spent with the patient has been a little bit of an afterthought or it's been hurried through or we're dealing with all these things. Oh, yeah, how do you feel about I, I mean, it was just and some physicians, frankly, I don't think they know how to deal with this. I've been in... Uh, just as you and I've been with you at some of these panels mm-hmm. where a lot of physicians, they don't know how to deal with this. They don't know. They haven't been taught on how, how do you approach this and they haven't been trained uh, in that area. So it's really gone un, un, uh, addressed or maybe under addressed for a long, Truly. long time. And, uh, this is a, this is a fantastic way to really incentivize someone to learn about that, spend the time, you're getting reimbursed for it, spend the time and, and do a good job and, and be thorough in this very, very critical part of planning and this critical discussion. Well, and it's one of those things that you would just assume that physicians are already trained in, but you'll often hear physicians say, all of my training was focused on avoiding those things. I was to give hope. I was to save lives. My patients weren't supposed to die, even though intellectually we all know that. And part of that, to be honest, is, is us, the healthcare consumer. We often have longevity is more of a factor. It's more of our goal than living in the present. Our fear of dying is often the motivator, frankly, for us to take better care of ourselves. When we talk about healthy lifestyles or longevity, we start thinking about diet and exercise and staying both mentally and physically active and healthy. But even though we know that doing better with those issues would help us maintain physical health, independence, and quality of life, there are still going to be instances where our body is subjected to unexpected injuries. Uh, maybe it's even a planned surgery or it's a chronic health condition. If we're lucky enough to live long enough, Things that we used to die from can now become chronic problems for us, like heart disease or lung disease, um, cancer in many cases, diabetes. These are things that used to be much more life-limiting that now can become a chronic condition, something that we live with for a long period of time. And our bodies typically work very hard to get back to, to baseline, back to their normal 
But those events, um, living with the chronic condition, those injuries, whether those are short-term or, or long, um, infrequent or ongoing issues, they set us up to at least be temporarily frail. So what do you, okay, so frail is kind of a, a term that is, I think, a little bit vague. So what, what <laughs> it do you, is vague. Yeah, so what, what does that mean? What do you mean by f- the word frail? When uh, you ask a physician, you'll frequently get the answer, well, I know it when I see it, which really doesn't explain. That's not, that's not good enough. <laughs> doesn't tell you much, does it? Um, in, in medical speak, it has a, a cluster of certain characteristics that we look for. We're, we're seeing people, when we talk about someone being frail, they're losing muscle mass. They're having more weakness. Their endurance has decreased. They have less energy. They're moving slower. They're less physically active. Um, usually there are multiple or at least several chronic illnesses that they're living with, like diabetes and heart disease. And you're seeing a loss of functional independence, that ability to take care of themselves and manage their living environment, their home. And again, with normal aging, we're going to accumulate chronic diseases. Um, and there's always going to be a risk of decline with that. All right, Judy Wechter with Crossroads Hospice. If you want to reach out to Judy, Judy makes a lot of presentations. She is a walking encyclopedia of knowledge and information. And, and, or, or if, if you want to reach out to Judy or to someone at Crossroads Hospice to explore the possibility of looking into hospice services for someone in your family, uh, I highly recommend Crossroads Hospice. They have this fantastic program. And one day we're going to have to do a whole program on, uh, the the gift of a day. Uh, it's just, okay. it, it's, it's unbelievable. But, uh, Judy and Crossroads Hospice can be reached again at 816-333-9200. That's 816-333-9200. You got, you all do such a fantastic job. Thank you. That's really, I really do appreciate hearing that. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, I'm out in the community all the time and I hear every single, uh, Hospice, if that comes up in the conversation, I always hear, oh, Crossroads, they're fantastic. I always hear positive. I just wanted to share that with you. So, Well, again, I, I'm grateful to hear that, and I know we can't always take away the, the things that are sad, but we can take away the part that's bad. All right, excellent. We'll see you right after the break. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call anytime. Here's the toll-free number. Write it down, 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. Back to my guest, Judy Wechter, registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice. And, and let me say, you know, we're talking kind of about it. You know, heavy subject today, you know, death makes life possible, and we've built an entire free educational event around that. But, but this is when, when you're dealing with this, because I, I've been in the middle of it with my own dad, mm-hmm. um, 
you can find beauty in in the darkest of days and and that's that's a that's a profound thing to experience and uh and and just just the whole concept of just living your life to the fullest i mean that that's just not a bad thing this is a positive thing well so often we we say ourselves about about ourselves or about someone that we really care about and miss how much we would have appreciated would have liked to have had just a little bit more time Knowing that you're living with a life-limiting illness is that little bit of, of extra time. It's knowing ahead of time that this this is the end of things. So we're not focusing so much on the dying. We're focusing on the living On the living part, part. yeah. yeah. Um, so when people say it's so sad, well, there is a lot of sadness in, in life in general, but... But we don't go in to see these folks and their families to focus on the sad. We go in to focus on living. You know, what, what makes a really good day to you? What, 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 do you, what do you need right now? It's the emotional and spiritual pieces as well. And I know I was talking about decline and things like that, but we sometimes get so caught up in the physical illness that we forget that seeing somebody's ability to care for themselves, that decline, can almost be a bigger issue for them in facing their death because the the physical part of dying is going to happen anyway. It's the loss of our independence, of our, our ability to care for ourselves, all of those things that help make us be who we are, independent adults. Those are really hard things to wrap your mind about um, as they start to happen. And, of course, the decline can be more obvious in somebody who's always had a lot of health issues going on. Those folks tend to have flare-ups along the way with their, their chronic conditions or some new event that happens every now and then. So we, we expect to see that happen. And with that population, it tends to be more of a reoccurring cycle. There's less physical activity, and so you start seeing that decline in, in muscle mass, like I mentioned with, with frailty. When you have a decrease in muscle mass, you don't need as much energy, which means that you aren't Eat, having as strong of an appetite, you're not eating as much as you were, so you start losing weight, and then the more weight you lose, the more muscle mass you lose, the more your tolerance for physical activity continues to decline, and that's where we started. It was that physical activity decline that started this this frailty process even in the beginning. So it wears down an individual's reserves. They just They're just on a treadmill that's a slippery slope at that point. Absolutely. And I, and I think that I, I love the, the, the point that you make that, you know, the hospice service and kind of what we're talking about here. Uh, and, and again, all of this is tied to the free educational event coming up. What mm-hmm. if death makes life possible? Um, is, is that we're, we're focusing on the living part. We're managing the illness, the symptoms, uh, but we're also supporting the individual. We're supporting the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a spiritual component. Uh, there is, I mean, there, there's just so much to this and, and, and it's, you're focusing on maximizing your, your life and living today to its fullest. And, and it's just a fantastic, fantastic service. It does. It brings in the, the emotional, the spiritual and the physical pieces all together. And in the example of people being frail, whether they're newly frail or whether they've been frail for many years, for that person and their family, it's going to be important that we look at, at the risk and help them look at interventions that are going to provide caring, competent, and compassionate care, regardless of what the outcome is going to be. You know, in other words, when we see the severity of the situation, we don't want to only focus on the options that address what we don't want, the illness or the death. 
we need to include a lifeline for that person for what may really be about to happen, where this is, this pathway is headed. And are we allowing them a kind and a gentle end of life? Because if our fear of dying has caused us to create or allow what we most feared, an unpleasant and uncomfortable death experience for that person, then we've done the wrong thing by that individual. The, the first creative health care is to do no harm, and we need to embrace that with our education, with families, as they're helping to guide care decisions as well. When we choose not to face the possibility of that, then we are also often ignoring the options that would have provided a kind and gentle end of life, and there are no do-overs. So facing our mortality, it can inspire us to live our lives more fearfully and it can excuse me live our lives more fully and experience dying less fearfully i don't seem to be able to connect my mouth and my uh, brain today that's kind of a bad subject to to mess jump back and forth on but we don't want anyone to die fearfully that, that's right, and I, I think, uh, and I, I think the for for me the religious component of of the hospice care and the support is is huge. And you know, we had a hospice service. It wasn't Crossroads. You know, we lived uh, in another city and and, uh, and and had a different provider, but they did a great job. And and they were very supportive and very comforting and, and very informative for all of us as well as my dad. And it just it made all the difference. And here's here's one regret. I wish we would have called them sooner. We hear that quite often, and it's one of those things that people tend to put off. We don't need it yet. You can wait until someone is actively dying to initiate hospice services, and for many people, they have a family support system that, or living in a maybe an environment where that's okay. But for the majority of people, the earlier we can come in, the more that we can do to help them through that end-of-life transition. And ironically, the sooner you start hospice, the longer you will live, whether that's a cancer diagnosis or a congestive heart failure diagnosis. Statistically, those who go on hospice will live two to six months longer than those who don't. And it's, again, because of all of the attention to detail and managing symptoms and preventing exacerbations. That is so counterintuitive. We don't, hospice is a bad word, and we're not calling until we absolutely have to. So, like we called the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But yet, if we would have called when we got that six-month prognosis, mm-hmm. uh, the statistics say that my dad would have been with us longer. So it's silly to not reach out to Crossroads Hospice and see what Crossroads Hospice can do for you. Your first certification period under Medicare for those that qualify for hospice, and of course there's no co-pays, you don't have to be homebound, is 90 days. That's three months. And you continue to recertify indefinitely as long as you meet the criteria to continue services, which in this day and age um, may run over a year. Is that right? Very much. Because, you know, there, there's a common thought out there that it, it can only go for six months, but you're saying it can go easily over that if, if you yeah. meet the criteria. As long as you meet the criteria for yeah. whatever your, your terminal diagnosis is, it's, it's a, shall we say, a rolling six months. It's from yeah. today moving forward. And in, in 90-day blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Judy Wechter with Crossroads Hospice. Uh, and don't forget the free educational event Wednesday 
February the 17th from 9 to noon. Show up at 8.30 to sign in. Enjoy a free continental breakfast from the Gamble team. It's at 8101 Marty Street in Overland Park, Kansas, 816-333-9200, or register online at SeniorCareLive.com. Judy, thanks for being here today. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Steve. All right. To everyone listening, I am so honored that you spent part of your day listening to this program. Thank you so very much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.